It's time for a WeChat workout. WeChat. Go, go to the Cliff Central account. Tab connect. Then message to show. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. Cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to the good stuff. Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Lindicu, the good news guy. I love Tuesdays. It's my favorite day of the week. I get to hang out with you lot, bring you some good news stories trending from around the world. We try and dig for them all week on social media and also chat about the good stuff that's happening uh, around the world and in South Africa. Um, have a massive show today. There's loads to fit in, but it's all in the name of good, so I'm sure we'll be okay. A couple of weeks ago, I'm sure you heard... Gareth interviewed me. I was at the receiving end of a drink that was spiked. Not too sure if they wanted my body, my money, or perhaps even my kidney. I'm not entirely sure. But I'm glad I had the support system around me to look after me and uh, get me to safety. I landed up in the emergency room. It was pretty damn crazy. Um, This week, we'll be showcasing all the amazing solutions that are out there already keeping you safe while you're out and about in the nighttime. And also chatting to the brilliant minds that have created them. We're going to have Uber on a little bit later because they are... They keep us safe and sound. Um, also, a little bit later, we'll have Rubber Duck in studio and the Motherland chatting about how everybody can get involved in this year's warmest event. The Twitter Blanket Drive, started on Twitter by a fellow South African, uh, is an annual drive which is owned by no one but belongs to everyone. It's all about uh, collecting blankets and, and donating them to the charities that need them. But first, we have Mr. Havas in the studio. Andrew, how are you doing? Hello. Hi. Morning. Morning. How are you? I'm good. Strong like a lion. So you get your mic volumes right here because your voice is quite deep. Sorry. So it, gives, know, a, it gives a little bit mumble. of a dirty thing going. Yeah. Um, last time you were in studio, I mean, you haven't been in studio in a while. Last time you and Jason, uh, I, I was away. Yeah, I last was, time I was in studio, you bailed them. You made me run the show by myself. Thank you. I had good stuff to do. I was, I was working with charities and doing yes. a whole bunch of things. So mm. that sort of had to happen. And, and you and Jason ran the desk. How was that? We did. I don't think, don't think we lost too many listeners. So, um, you know, we're still here. I didn't get locked out of the building today. So I think it was good. Did everybody greet you when you walked in or were they holding their heads? Yeah, down? holding their heads. Hey? It was like, are you going back in there again? Really? Oh, what is he doing in there? What is he doing? Um, and, and I mean, you, you're slowly but surely becoming a regular at Cliff Central and becoming a part of, of the scene that's going on yet. Just last week, you were here on top of, on top of the studio, right above mm. us at the Jeep Renegade launch. Yeah, but well, you don't, you know, people forget that I do have a deep dark secret that I used to be on radio in my youth. Boom. So it yeah, is. so it's not, not foreign for me to stand in front of a microphone and talk. And right now Rubbish. he is standing. So, um, but yeah, so no, the Jeep Renegade launch was fantastic. I must say, it's uh, it's really cool to see brands embracing um, different forms of media. You know, it's it's so easy to do something traditional and bog standard and and wander down the same roads as a hundred brands before. And I think that's a really cool thing about about something like Cliff Central in that it's uh, it's multimedia um, offering is. Not radio, it's not digital, it's not social media, it's just this really unique combination of a fantastic bunch of things that, uh, 
that combined just really resonate with the the younger customers and consumers of today. So yeah, it was really exciting to see and uh, well done to everybody that planned it. And and for those of the those of our listeners that might not know, you work in the brand space. That's what you're about. You work in that brand space. You work with brands. So for you to see brands jumping onto Cliff Central as a platform for advertising is flipping cool. Yeah, I mean, Havas Sports Entertainment is part of the fifth largest communication group in the world. I mean, so we we've got some really great case studies from really cutting edge brands around the world and uh and i'll tell you free and for nothing the cliff central's right up there in terms of the way things are being done here that makes us uh super amped pretty excited to be part of that it's flipping cool don't tell gareth uh no well i actually think he's listening <laughs> and uh and the jeep renegade what did you think of it yeah, again, I think it's really interesting. So whether I like the car or not, I think it's irrelevant. I think what's interesting is that brands are responding to, more so than ever, responding to the connectivity of consumers these days. If you look at the the Renegade, it's absolutely jam-packed with gadgets, and not gadgets that are there for the sake of it. I mean, I remember when the Land Rover Evoque was launched, one of their biggest, coolest, in inverted commas, features was that the uh, the the wing mirror shone shone a light on the floor where you stood at night, and there was a Land Rover logo embedded in it, um, which is you know it's some some designer in Europe's you know egotistical whatever. I think what's interesting with the Renegade is that it's it's been designed specifically around yeah the gadget and the uh, the the amount of interactivity that the car's got, but also functionality and bringing something to the customer's life that probably something else in the Jeep range won't. And uh, yeah, it was really cool to see. And uh, I'm sure in a market like this with an emerging middle class, it's going to do really really well. That's very exciting. Cliff Central's all about. I'm not paid by Jeep, by the way. It sounds like you. It sounds like you might be. You're you're a good Jeep uh, spokesperson. Cliff Central's all about the big bang parties and and sort of getting people together. And the Jeep Renegade launch was very festive. I mean, we had a great time. Um, next week we've got two amazing events that uh, that Cliff Central are hosting. The first is a good scary movie, uh, which we're doing on the 26th of May. I think my invite's lost. I didn't get that one. It's the Poltergeist. Oh, Poltergeist. It's the Poltergeist. I don't actually know what the movie is about, but it's a, it's a remake. And it's gonna Do you be remember a- the original? I don't. I think I was too young. Ooh. Craig T. Nelson. Was in the original? Was the father in the original. Okay. Now I'm showing my age. Yeah, it's a bit embarrassing. A little bit. The legendary filmmaker Sam Rami, who's made Spider-Man, Evil Dead, The Grudge, all of those scary movies, and the director who made Monster House, has brought this classic tale together again. Um, it's going to be a good scare, I think. It's happening at New Metro at 8 p.m. on the 26th. And if you want free tickets, all you have to do is uh, visit cliffcentral.com because we're hosting that premiere, which is pretty exciting. Am I going? Yeah, you are. Yes, everybody at Cliff Central will be there. Cool. All of us, the whole team. And then next week, Friday. So one of the most iconic scenes. (laughs) Hang on, I'm getting my head around something. One of the most, one of the most iconic scenes in the Poltergeist movie was the little girl sitting in front of the TV. It's actually, I think it's on the poster. Little girl sitting in front of the big old wooden 1970s box TV with a static electricity. And the, there's like when there's no signal on a on a terrestrial aerial, you know, when you just get that snow pattern. How the hell are they going to do that in 2012? Because we're all digital. How, we're all digital. There's going to be just like MNET on the screen. But you know, I on mean, a, on a 
on a Samsung flat screen. <laughs> it, it, it's not it, quite the same. It doesn't really happen anymore, but when it used to rain, uh, DSTV used to put up that thing going. Maybe, maybe she's going to get lost when she sticks her USB memory stick into the back of her <laughs> smart TV trying to load something she downloaded from a torrent. We'll just have so to the underlying message is that torrents are bad. Maybe, maybe. I should be a movie. Piracy, piracy is bad. And then next week, Friday, it's our first birthday happening at Movida, but I'm going to give you more details about that later. We've just had a WeChat from Darren in PE who wants to know um, a little bit about Uber, and we will ask them. He wants to know exactly how it works and what fees he would expect to pay, I think, in PE, because that's where he's from. Uber's not in PE yet. Sorry, Darren. But it might be. They they might be branching out to the, the sort of... Uber's not in PE. They might be branching out. You just don't know. Just don't know. Well, what about the good stuff? Andrew, any good stuff, news stories, anything going on in uh, your big bad world of Havas that we should know about? Yeah, I mean, so it's something really exciting, I think, actually. We were talking about it earlier on. But uh, I think from a sports mad nation, and obviously part of part of my industry and my game is, is understanding how sports um, play out in the real world and the business world and how fans interact and react with sports. But what's really cool coming up, and I, I think um, the – the press releases have gone out, so it's not top secret, but um, there's a really, really big sporting event coming to the African continent for the first time ever. And it's not just any sport. It's one of the top four American sports. Have okay. a guess what it is. Well, I'm going to put this out to, to any of our listeners that might be listening right now. If you can answer that question, what is the question? What is the sport that's coming to the African continent officially for the first time in August? Yeah, we're going to dig in. It's one of the top four. One of the top four American sports. It's, and I'll give you a clue. It's not baseball. Because baseball is like, oof, no. Football, maybe. American football? American football. That's a big one. Could be, but I'm not going to give the answer. Okay, well. So, we'll- yeah, so there's a really, really monstrous major sporting event, which uh, has got the weight of a whole bunch of people. It's going to be really exciting. Um, a huge amount of hype around it. I'm working on it behind the scenes already, so uh, I know a lot of the plans in place. If you, I'm going to give it like five minutes. We're going to go into the good news stories, uh-huh. and we're going to give it five minutes. If you can guess what that is, uh, I don't know. Let, uh, let's let's dig in your laptop bag and find something that you have. It's not difficult. You've only got three sports to go because we've already written off that it's not baseball. And uh, if you have an idea, you can get hold of us on. Uh, Twitter, which is cliffcentral.com. You can get hold of us on WeChat. It's really quite simple. And you can also tweet me at Brent Lindicue. I'm going to go into the good stuff news because that's what the show's all about, man. Hi guys, Nikki here from the good stuff. This week's top five stories from around the world are as follows. At number five, we have a small act of kindness from an employee at a fast food restaurant that's gone viral after a customer secretly recorded him helping a woman with disabilities eat her food. At number four, a 10-year-old girl makes over 180,000 rand off a lemonade stand to help rebuild her house that got burnt down a year ago. At number three, a man in America literally shakes off 400 pounds. It took him two years and a lot of dedication, but he is living proof that when you put your mind to something, you can do it. At number two, five-time Argentinian surf champion gets disqualified for the best reason ever. He helps a fellow surfer who's been wheelchair-bound for the past 20 years ride the wave of his dreams. Check out the video on YouTube. At number one, South Africa has been voted 
as the most beautiful country in the world by a user on BuzzFeed. The post has gone totally viral because, let's be honest, it's true. Have a great week, guys, and I'll see you soon. Ah, oh, we love our Nikki. She sounds like my grandmother. What'd you say? See you soon. You see, you've never been in studio with Nikki, so you don't feel that vibrant action that she brings and the level of sophistication that her accent brings. You don't need a posh British accent. I can't even say it. You don't need a posh British accent to be sophisticated. Oy vey, oy vey. So she brought us the top five good news stories for this week. And coming in at number five was a small act of kindness from an employee at a fast food restaurant, which has gone completely viral after one of the customers secretly recorded him helping a woman with a disability eat her food. This has happened before, um, but it, I think it just shows that there are still people that care in this world. You don't have to. When you're working in that restaurant environment, you have no reason to sort of help go above and beyond. And a lot of people don't go above and beyond. So, I mean, I think I think the one thing coming off the back of the Rack 15 campaign is that we understand quite clearly that there are a lot of people doing good every day. I think it's really cool in this case that somebody just uh, impromptu found it, videoed it, and spread it around. And, and going back to your Rack 15 campaign, 100,000 videos last year alone of people wanting to share good stuff. So I think I'm not surprised that it's there. I'm not surprised that it was done. And more importantly, I'm not surprised that people are responding to it. No, and that's the news that people should be sharing. It's the good stuff. It's the good news stories. At number four, we've got a 10-year-old girl who um, – yeah, it's, a, it's a big story. Her, her house burnt down a year ago, her family's home in America. It burned down. They had insurance. Um, they didn't have insurance. Let me get this straight. Didn't have insurance. They uh, had paid some builders to rebuild the house for them. And the builders ran away with the money. So this little girl decided that she would start collecting money to help her parents. She's 10 years old. Mm-hmm. She got hold of a local radio station in the States. She wrote them a letter t- uh, telling them what was going on. Sort of this is what was happening. And um, and people rocked up at her lemonade stand with like $1,000 in cash just to give her. She managed to raise 180,000 rand in one sitting of a lemonade stand. 180,000 rand or 180,000 dollars? 180,000 rand. We converted it to okay. rands because the dollars didn't sound that much. No, look, I, I, listen, $15,000 is a lot of money in anyone's language. Um, again, I think an underlying, underlying sole truth of this is that people want to help people. And I think in America, you certainly have in the States, for various reasons, socioeconomic, a whole bunch of things, but you do have a greater sense of community than we probably do here in South Africa, to be honest with you. Um, you do have literally that neighborhood spirit and camaraderie, and you have the people rallying around the fire stations and all those good things. So it doesn't surprise me. I think there's a hundred stories like that going on in the States all the time. Um, it's quite Ellen, um, and I think people like Ellen who um, – I think you're the Ellen of Cliff Central. Um, I think that people <laughs> like Ellen who are who are – you know, literally spreading good news, kindness, be kind to each other type vibes really act as a catalyst to this. So I think, I, I do think that, uh, that media would certainly have played a role and social media would have played a role in, in her getting to that tally. Um, and I hope they catch the wanker builders. Yeah, I, I, it's such a sad story to hear that. But um, there's always a yeah. silver lining. At number three, an amazing story. A man in America took him two years, but he lost 400 pounds, not by getting his stomach stapled, not by some sort of intravenous um, whatever. He decided to eat healthy and to exercise. And when he started this, 
two years ago, um, he couldn't even leave his house. So the first, the first point of him making the decision to lose all this weight, uh, was to use one of those hand bicycles to start off with. And then he eventually got into the gym and uh, his personal trainer worked him every day. Um, and you can, you can watch the time lapse video of how a man went from 400, 400 pounds. No, he was 600 pounds. He lost 400 pounds. Look. Let's, let's be really honest. Um, having been to America and, and uh, several times worked there as well. Um, we shouldn't be surprised that he reached 600 pounds. So let's start there. <laughs> you know, we've got American listeners, right? I don't care. I've never <laughs> met such a bunch of gen- generically sloth-like people in my life. Um, Ugh. we walked around Universal Studios and there are people riding on the little four-wheel drive trolley scooters because they were just too lazy to walk. So I think 600 pounds should be our starting point as to not how the hell did he get there, but why are people reaching 600 pounds in America? That should be the first point. Um, in terms of losing it, fantastic. Is this is this guy linked to Taylor Swift? He is. Yeah. He shakes I, it off. Yeah, I read about it. Um, so he shakes it off and literally over the period of his his monstrous – removing two-thirds of himself weight loss program uh he literally shook it off and then uh i don't know if she responded but there was a shout out to taylor to uh, uh he, he's apparently a huge fan and he apparently ate two other huge fans before he got to that size so um apparently he was trying to get taylor swift to respond to him and i don't know if she did because he still weighs 200 pounds no he looks a lot thinner it's a good story yeah. no that's fantastic there was i mean there was a there was one doing the rounds on facebook as well around that which was the um uh, the guy who was walking with his crutches, and by the time he'd finished, he was running along the beach. Amazing That's stories, amazing. fantastic, and and genuinely inspirational, inspirational for anybody that wants to lose one kilo. It's inspirational. Well, the point is that you can do it if he can do it. Yep, you literally can. Mm. Number two, five-time Argentinian surf champion gets disqualified, but for all the right reasons, he was in a competition. He was busy competing, um, and he decided to assist another surfer who had been wheelchair bound for 20 years to instead of winning or being part of the the competition he gave this guy a ride on his back and on the surfboard so that the guy could compete again um which is an it's an incredible video if you watch it because you can just see just such positivity and happiness coming from him yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of these stories around the world as well. There was there's a there's a South African uh, that enters triathlons. Uh, Team Garwood, I stand corrected. Team Garwood, uh, and he is a father, and his son is cerebral palsied, wow. and he literally runs an entire triathlon with the son on his back when he swims, uh, on his shoulders when he runs, and I th- I stand corrected. I think he cycles as well, or it's Ironman, one of the two. Um, great fun. I mean, it's just human spirit, isn't it? You know, the Comrades Marathon's coming up and it's all about that, 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 you know, real reach out to the, the core of the human spirit and camaraderie and partnership. And isn't that actually what sport's all about? That is what sport's all about. You know, we forget that in the, in the day of professional sports and, um, you know, Bernie Eccleston's been famously quoted as saying that racing cars is a byproduct of the business of Formula One. Um, and, you know, we forget that there's still sport exists and is very passionate touch point of, 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 humanities for a reason i mean they've they've proven that the two things that really connect human beings emotionally to a brand is sport and music those are only two things that really drive emotional connections and coca-cola is a prime example of a brand doing that really well um and this is exactly that it's about the emotional connection of a sport very cool story it's a cool story. I will post all of these stories and the videos and the links so that you can see them straight after the show. Our number one story is is kind of ob, but I mean we could be patriotic about it. No, it's kind of ob. 
a South African. I don't know if they were South African, but it was a user on BuzzFeed who wrote a piece on how South Africa is the most beautiful country in the world. And they listed a whole bunch of countries underneath there. And it was this this post that it was user generated. So it wasn't created by BuzzFeed. And this post has gone viral. Why? Because it's true. Because we like sharing stories like this. And because we believe it, Andrew Ross. Let's stick to the, the positive side. I here. disagree with this vote entirely. It's like me going it's like me putting up something uh, on, on facebook going my dog is the best dog in the whole world of dogs because it can sit longer than any other dog and someone in america going his dog is the greatest it's a matter of opinion and the matter of opinion is collective that it is true so it's really exciting it's a lot of people are sharing the article and it's it's gone viral on buzzfeed internationally i have to remind you these are the same people that share pictures and memes of survival tips and how to get through quicksand on Twitter. Because it's important. Mm. It's important. I'm so glad I've never come across, I've never come across quicksand in Santon City in my life. We've had, a, <laughs> <laughs> we've had a couple of texts and, uh, WeChats and, and Twitters come through, tweets mm. come through. Twitters. Twitters. Some of the, some of that Twitter has come through. The Twitter. The f- Make the Twitter. The first is from a, uh, a certain Nix underscore Abbott that says mm. an English accent definitely makes me more, more sophisticated, Mr. Ross. Mm, matter of opinion, Nick. So, boom, boom. I have an English accent too. I'll out sophisticate you. Um, but I can, I'm controlling the desk today, so I can switch yeah. off his mic. Uh, we also have had a couple of uh, people that have gotten in touch with what the different sports are. Yes. Uh, we had a couple of people say football. Didn't I rule that out? Well, no, we d- actually didn't rule out American football. We didn't. We spoke okay. it up. We didn't so, rule it out. So football, it, it's not football, no. unfortunately. Baseball, I think we ruled it out. We ruled, definitely we ruled, ruled out baseball. Some people so you're listening baseball. to the wrong station. That's it. Darren from PE said NASCAR. Is it NASCAR? Darren from PE. Well, you get off the car buzz, dude. <laughs> there's no Uber in PE and there's certainly no NASCAR. Um, and then golf? No. Golf is, golf already, is yeah. not an American sport. Well, no, no, golf has played a lot in America. It's not one of the top four, to be fair. I said it's one of the top four sports in America. Okay, well, then we've got... Hi, Henko, who got a hold of us on WeChat, and he said, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the NBA coming to South Africa. Is it the NBA? It is the NBA. What? First ever officially sanctioned NBA game on the African continent. That is amazing. The 1st of August. 1st of August. Mm. So, I mean, will we just watch the press for all sorts of stories about that? Yeah, I'm, I can't really say too much about it, to be honest, because I'm not really sanctioned to. But, uh, yeah, I mean, watch the press. It's going to be huge. It's going to be absolutely vast. That is incredible. Uh, you're with the good stuff. This is Brent Lindeke and Andrew Ross. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. Cliffcentral.com. Uh, so I mentioned around three weeks ago that I had my drink sparked. You which, did. Which is, um, was one of the scariest things I've ever been through. And we'll, we'll get into that now. At parties, nightclubs, and bars, mind-altering drugs are being slipped into drinks and served to unsuspecting victims all the time. And this is this is one of the scary things that we realized, that when I landed in, up in the emergency room, the doctors are so used to this happening that it's actually quite scary. Um, although, although alcoholic beverages are most likely to be spiked, limiting yourself to soda or other non-alcoholic beverages won't necessarily protect you. Some of these drugs are tasteless and colorless, odorless, and can be blended into easily into any liquid. The most commonly, commonly used drugs cause inhibition, sedation, and memory loss, making them the perfect tools to facilitate a crime. It was the scariest thing I've ever been through, and one of the reasons I have Andrew in studio today is because he was down there in Cape Town with me. Um, I remember remember nothing 
I mean, I remember sort of dancing the night away at one club. Uh, apparently, we went to two bars after that, and then I landed up in hospital. Yeah, I think I think so. So here's the honest truth: having spent twenty years, you know, socialising in night spots, I have to tell you that spiking drinks was so far from my frame of reference because. I'm of the opinion it doesn't happen to me at my age. It doesn't happen in the places that I hang around. It doesn't happen at the the spots that I choose to frequent with the friends that I do. A uh, reality check, it does. And it's free. It, it's 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 huge. Um we were, I was probably more shocked to find out from the, the the hospital where you ended up that they were so nonchalant about the whole thing, not because of the severity of what had happened to you. Because it happens so often. It's just another day in the office for them to have somebody come in the day after going to a nightclub and desperately needing to get poison. That's what it is. There's no way around it. Out of their system. It's incredibly scary. And, and there's a couple of different things. I mean, we'll get into the, the signs you can look out for and we can get into, um, sort of what, what it is that you can, you can do if you notice your friends are looking a little bit odd or perhaps what you can do to to stop it but there are there are a couple of different people um in the world that are doing amazing things for for trying to stop people's drinks getting spiked there's a company in america called drink savvy and they've created all of these cups and swizzle sticks and straws and glasses um, and a whole bunch of cool bar stuff and club stuff that when you use if there is some sort of drug put inside of them it actually changes color and lets you know. There's also a nail, nail polish that's been um, created by a bunch of students, college students, from a department at the North Carolina State University that have created a nail polish that ladies can wear, because I don't think guys would wear nail polish. But you put it on your finger and you put it in your drink, and if something has been happened to your drink, the nail polish would change color. Great stuff, but it's all overseas. Yeah. Is there anything available in South Africa? There will be as soon as I get my way. I, I, going through this experience, um, and watching the, from the sideline, how a drink spiking incident unfolds from pretty much start to finish with five days of recovery, pretty much. Um, I'm determined that we're going to make a difference on this. And ironically, uh, through a strange set of circumstances, in one of my previous careers, I was involved with a company in America um, who, and I know the, the owner and CEO firsthand personally, who invented a drinks mat. And the drinks mat is brandable, so you can either stick a brand on there, you can have proudly bought to you by X, or you can just have a club's name on it. The drinks mat has got, the drinks mat has got a little dot in the corner, like the size of your small fingernail in the, little, in the corner of the mat, which is chemically treated. And it's visible. You can see the dots there. And in a bar environment, you get served the drink on the bar on this coaster. You either put a straw in it or take your finger and you drop a couple of drops of the drink onto this coaster. And this dot immediately changes color if the drink has been spiked. I discovered this product 10 years ago. I'm now going to make it my mission to bring it into the country. That I, is amazing. I will find a sponsor. I will find a commercial partner and we will start to make nightclubs and pubs safer for people if it kills me.
That is amazing. Yeah. And that is amazing news that will come to South Africa and we'll be able to send our kids out to clubs and bars and, and actually think we have something that is looking after them. I don't think we're ever going to be safe from this. I think what's, what's interesting in doing a bit of research is it's a largely, in terms of the, in terms of the, the industry, it's a victimless crime because it's nobody's fault. It's not the fault of the venues. Or is it? It's not the fault of the beverage companies. Or is it? Or is it's it? not the fault of the, um, the, the brands promoting and getting people to go out and socialize. Or is it? The answer is no. It's nobody's fault. But it is happening a lot. And someone's going to help me take accountability for this and just start to change this, uh, this despicable cowardly practice that that is amazing news we do have one thing in south africa which i'm a big brand ambassador for because i believe that it works because we use it and because i do not believe in drinking and driving uber is evolving the way the world moves seamlessly connecting riders to drivers through smartphone technology uber's mission is nothing less than a revolution in the way citizens of the world move work and live it aspires to transform the way people connect with the communities and to bring reliability convenience and opportunity to transport Systems. The Uber network is now available in over 300 cities in over 60 countries spanning six continents. We actually have Alon Litz, the general manager for Johannesburg, Pretoria and Durban on the line. Alon, welcome to the good stuff. Is he there? Alon, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you doing, Alon? Yeah, thanks so much for having me on air. Ah, oh, excellent to have you here. Today we're chatting about all of the good stuff that is, that is keeping us safe out and about and the stories of, of South African companies. There's not many that are looking after us when we're out on the night in the town, but Uber is definitely up there. Um, and we're, we're very excited to speak to you. Well, yeah, thanks so much. We, we really been, we've been blown away by how people have adopted the technology and how people are becoming more responsible in the way that they move around the city. One of the things uh, that one of our listeners got in touch and said, um, how does the Uber app work? For the, well, for the quick and easy process. Uh, you go to your smartphone's app store, whether that's for um, Apple users, Android users, Windows smartphone users, and for other smartphones, you go to our Mobi site being m.uber.com. Uh, once you go to one of those sites or you download the application, you register. <clears throat> the registration process is quick and easy. You simply need to register with your name, your email address, your mobile number, and you need to enter your, your payment information. That whole process takes a couple of minutes, and once you've signed up, you're good to go. Um, it's smartphone technology. When you open up the application, it picks up your current location. With Uber, it's completely transparent. You know how many cars are available around you, you can tell through the application how long it will take for the closest car to arrive. There's no black box that you're staring into. You know that the driver will be there in a couple of minutes. From a safety perspective, once you book your ride, you'll actually see your driver's name appear on the app. You'll see his photo. You'll see the car that he's driving. So it's not about getting into a random car with a random person. You know exactly whose car you're getting into, and you actually watch that car. That's probably the best part about Uber for me. You watch that car in real time drive towards you. It's almost like magic where you watch that little icon on the, on the map drive towards you and then you look outside and the, the car appears. So, Once the driver arrives, um, he'll take you to your destination and at the end of the trip, you simply get out. It's completely cashless. Uh, you'll receive an email receipt with a full breakdown of the fare, how it was calculated, 
as well as the trip route. So if you feel that you were taken on the nutrition route, you can reply to that and the support team will get back to you straight away. Um, and another huge safety feature of the application is that at the end of the trip, you get to rate your driver. So if you have a bad experience for whatever reason, you can give your driver a low rating. Those ratings are completely anonymous, and we will then be able to address that with your driver to ensure that the bad experience is not, a, not repeated. Alon, it's Andrew here. I think I think it's, it's fair to say that Uber probably had more challenges than most coming into the South African market because we don't really have a culture of safe, reliable public transport. So you weren't just pitching a service. You were pitching an entire cultural shift. Um, you say that the uptake has been has been enormous. Um, how are you responding to sort of obviously what's got to be a fairly large growth in, in desired capacity um, when there's only so many good drivers out there? I mean, how do you screen the drivers? How do you make sure that they're going to be the right guys for the job? Yeah, I think that's a super valid point. Um, culture was a big force that we were fighting when we launched the product in South Africa. People were very reliant and are very reliant on their own cars to get around their city. But as soon as they start opening up that application and using Uber more and more, they quickly realize that it's safe and it's efficient and you can get a car in a couple of minutes. So it's actually even more convenient than using your own vehicle. And the best thing about it is that it's affordable. Uh, your point in the supply um, side is, is spot on. I, I think with Uber, we actually have two sets of clients. First of all, being people using the application to book a ride. And then second of all, drivers who partner with us, use the technology and use that technology to scale and grow their own businesses as entrepreneurs. And we've also been blown away by the demand on the driver side. Drivers love Uber. Through Uber, they can earn more. They, they manage their own time. And they, they love the clients, they love the safety aspect, but a point that people often overlook is that drivers are actually racing clients and clients are racing drivers. So it's very important that rides that are happening through the platform, there's mutual respect and drivers do feel safer. Obviously, we take safety extremely seriously. If drivers are not meeting target ratings, if they are providing bad service, we have a zero-tolerance approach. Um, so drivers are aware of that, and that does create a culture of excellence. Another thing which we don't take lightly is the driver training process. We actually call it a driver empowerment process. So the drivers come in, we screen them, we interview them, they go through criminal background checks. If they pass that, then they go through a thorough training session where we teach them how to use the application. We it's- teach them basic customer service tips. So it's very important that that quality and that service is there. And it continues to improve over time. It does, and and we all do feel that the 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 service does keep us safe. Are and um, one of the questions from our listeners, Graham, has asked: Are the credit card details safe? Yes, one hundred percent. So we don't store that information as Uber. All of that is stored with a trusted third party that really employs the highest levels of standards when it comes to credit card safety and storing private information. So those credit card details are completely safe. We're very confident in that, uh, in that the quality of that. And we always, it's a core focus of the business and we invest a lot of money and resource behind it to ensure that the, the security procedures in place only improve over time. Yeah, I mean, I can say to Graham that I, I'm, I've been using Uber since it came into the country and I used it overseas before it was here. Um, I've never had a day's sleepless night about my credit card details with Uber. Um, in fact, we, Alan, talking about um, watching the little cars on the map, uh, my daughter's 17. She had a matric dance this weekend, 
And we literally got her to Uber home from the dance at 2 a.m. There were three parents staring at three iPhones in various <laughs> houses watching the dot travel back. And um, it really is that that accurate, that reliable, and that safe. Yeah, so, so I mean, that's the spot on point. With Uber, you're never alone. You can share that trip information with someone. They can monitor you remotely. Um, take a screenshot of your driver. It's not about getting into a random car on a street, on a random street, street corner. There is that electronic order trail. Any big plans for Uber for 2015 that we should know about? Um, we're actually doing something exciting on Friday this week uh, with Discovery, uh, where we're going to be delivering two shots on demand. So winter's coming, unfortunately. Um, it's always a bit of a mission to get um, to that, that pharmacy and get that flu shot done. So why not let Uber and Discovery bring it to your home or your office? That so is on Friday, you'll be able to log onto the app and request the flu shot. A lot I'm disappointed. With the budgets Discovery have got, I would expect the Uber chopper to be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much Thanks for so joining much, us. Um, just uh, if people want to follow you on social media networks, how do they get in touch? So uh, it's Uber underscore Joburg for, for Joburg, Uber underscore Durban for, for Durban, and Uber underscore Cape Town for Cape Town. So please get in touch. We really love feedback, and thanks to you guys and to everyone for the support. Absolutely amazing. We'll chat soon. Have a good day. Andrew, that, that, I mean, Uber's a great sort of thing to do. It's one of those safety measures when going out and about. And it is in South Africa. We're looking forward to you bringing your coasters soon. I'll have my coasters in Uber. How's that? <laughs> Absolutely incredible. This is the good stuff with Brent Lindicue on Cliff Central. This month is Cliff Central's birthday month, and we'll be celebrating uncensored, unscripted, unradio with Savannah Premium Cider. Join me and the rest of the Cliff Central crew at Movida in Sunning Hill on Friday the 29th at 9 p.m. for our first birthday party ever. Doors open at 9 p.m. Email info at movida.co.za for pre-bookings. For more information, find Savannah Premium Cider Facebook or Twitter and all the details on cliffcentral.com. It's our party and we'll drive if we want to. Hey, one cleaners, Worcester. Conrad speaking. Hi, Conrad. This is Chad from the Glen Gables Hotel in Worcester. We're looking for a new cleaning service. I found your number on the Internet. Would you be interested? Yeah, flip great. Where are your offices? Well, on the corner of Alaho and Aldo across from the Beef Cack and Tag Shack. Cack and what? There's more than one Worcester out there. Reach a more relevant audience by advertising with the Yellow Pages. Visit yellowpages.co.za and get listed online with South Africa's most trusted business directory. Yellow Pages, for local, reliable results. I think her name's Goulding. It's Ellie Goulding uh, with Love Me Like You Do. It's actually from Fifty Shades of Grey. Not my best movie. I haven't seen it. Don't care for it. Not my best book either. But the woman you do see out on public transport reading it, you know they're <laughs> reading something really, really interesting. Um, you're tuned into The Good Stuff on Cliff Central. And the show is all about the good stuff, highlighting good news stories and initiatives and people that are doing good things. We have a chock-a-block studio at the moment. We've got both Rubber Duck and The Motherland. Um, in here, all microphones are on. How's it, guys? What's up? Hello. Yo, yo. You're gonna have to get a little closer to the mic. What it is? That's that's the new <laughs> duck. The new duck. That's the new duck, eh? New duck. Found him in Durban. Found him in Durban. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Did you guys share a bunny chow? <laughs> yeah, we actually tried Johnny's rotis. Have you had that yeah, before? Yeah. I've heard they're great. amazing. They're amazing and they're really big. Yeah, they're on eat out or something. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you can like share them. You can, like one for three. Yeah, they're so big that you yeah. can share them. Are, yeah. they, are they one of your sponsors? Because you've just given them a nice plug. I, I totally did. Hey, I, did, yeah, I totally did. No, yeah, Mill pushes them quite often, yeah. you know. My uncle's going to love me now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we do. we got the Motherland and Rubberduck in studio. Sean, how's it going from the Motherland? Um, been a while. Yeah, it has. Eh? I think just before the album launch. You look um, like you've just done an album launch. Is it, is it going well? <laughs> Yeah, we we were busy on our album tour, so we're a little bit tired. We've just done Durban, which was awesome, and now we're back for a few days, and then we go to Cape Town. And you're off to Cape Town, to uh, the mother city. To the mother city. Okay, well, keep your drinks close and keep them sort of covered. It's, yeah, uh, it's It's nasty out there, and getting roofied is not fun. You might think it is. You might want to leave your drink there just in case someone gives you a little gift. It's not fun. I landed up in the emergency room. It was guck. It was really well, I've actually always thought of roofing myself. It's not a Just good like idea. putting cameras up all over one room and locking myself in a room and then watching it the next day and seeing what actually happened. But obviously keeping the people out of the room. <laughs> that could that could be your next music video. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as... Uh, Great I don't know, concept, man. There's a, there's a zebra and a carrot involved. You've just... <laughs> you've released... A, a, the song's been out for a, a little longer yeah, than the video. Yeah. Um, you released the video. There is a horse who is a zebra... Or a zebra is a horse, and we, we don't even know. And he's chasing a carrot, a tomato, yeah, or a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, we at the end of the video, we're like, damn, and we should have got a wide shot. But if for any of the listeners listening, it is indeed a carrot, and she's a beautiful little carrot. And she's, uh, she's your carrot. She is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's my carrots, man. She's the only one who was like, who was willing to get in a carrot costume. I mean, we asked whoever we asked, we're like, hey, no, yeah, yeah, it's real love, yeah. man. She still hates me for that today. No, man, it was a cool music yeah. video. It is. Um, it's very arty. So well yeah, done, half half. And the song's flipping cool. People are Thanks, loving man. it. The reception of the song has been really good. Yeah, it's been very, very cool. We're happy, man. When we play it live. We had a good, good reception. People love to sing the zebra as a horse part. You know. Because that's what it's all about. <laughs> um, but we're not here to talk about your tour or to talk about your new song or to talk about what's going on. That That is what you guys do on a daily basis. You've yeah. given up your time for one of Joburg's warmest events. Yes. Um, it only comes around once a year. And, and it's all in the name of good. What is the Twitter Blanket Drive? Sean, anybody there? No? Do we know it? Uh, the Twitter Blanket Drive is basically an initiative to raise blankets for underprivileged people that are basically raised by the community for different charities that um, you know need blankets in winter. We are privileged enough to have a blanket over us every single night. And basically, this Twitter blanket drive was just created for everybody to get involved. It's not owned by anybody. It's basically just people going out there and raising blankets for a charity. And the people that are involved in it are basically just mediators to get blankets from the people to the charities. And that's the most incredible thing is that it's not owned by anybody. Melanie Minar started this six years ago. Um, Twitter wasn't that big then. I think not in South Africa. We yeah. hadn't even touched on Twitter yet. Hey, man, Barack is on Twitter now. What, did, what is his? Mr. Obama. He's on Twitter? Yeah. We should tweet him about the blanket drive. I think we should. I, I think it's a good idea. We'll all bombard him. 1.6 million currently, and he is POTUS, President of the United States. In one day. In wow. one day. 1.6 million followers. He's probably got like two tweets. Mm. Yeah, it's about three tweets. Yeah. The, the Queen did that as well. The Queen of England about a month or two ago, she yeah. opened up a Twitter account. Within a day, it had like three million followers. That's amazing. The, We're so ADD, <laughs> all of us. <gasps> yeah. What to do for so many followers? I just think, yeah, I just think it's great, man. I mean, just like that's a pure example of how like social media can have such a great effect, you know. And I think like that is what the greatest thing about this Twitter blanket drive is. 
I mean, you know, it's, it's just normal, regular people finding out about a very cool initiative online and tweeting about it. And, you know, and like just donating things through social media channels is just something that is like, it's growing. People have a social voice these days and can do so many things. It's exactly. People have a social voice. Yeah. We're all little news broadcasters and, yeah. and sharing content. Some not so good. Some, some content is, is not <laughs> great. I'm, I'm actually, my show next week is about online bullying. Oh, so well. yeah, we're going to be sort of touching on, like on catfishes and stuff. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, we have a friend who's married to a catfish. <laughs> Boom. Boom. So that went turned out pretty great. <laughs> Maybe I'm too old to understand this stuff. <laughs> listen in next What's week. What's a catfish? Let, listen in next week and we'll explain. So, so Melanie Minot wrote um, one tweet six years ago. It went out into the Twitter sphere. And within a couple of days, she had c- collected hundreds of blankets all in Johannesburg. People had sent blankets from all around the country um, for her to give to charities. Six years later, and this thing is all over South Africa. Mm. It's exciting. I mean, last year they raised 4,000 blankets, which I think is huge. I think it was over 4,000. No, it was just two cities, eh? Yeah. yeah. So this year they're having, um, the, they're having an event at the Pretoria Fire and Ice by Menlin, one at Malrose Arch and one at, in uh, Cape Town. And, yeah. and you guys are all giving up your time and uh, your expertise, and um, yeah. you're going to be doing your thing at the different locations. For sure. I mean, like, I know Rabadak, we're going to be at, um, at the Malrose Arch one. It's going to be a jam-packed fun show, and we are going to bring some blankets ourselves. I mean, it's always just great doing things for charities. So, amazing, I mean, yeah. amazing. You're going to be. You know, what I'm going to do. I'm going to like steal all the hotel room keys, and then like go and steal blankets off the beds. <laughs> put them in the <laughs> so we hope that Malrose Arch are not listening. I'm talking about Bedlam, though. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll be with you guys at Malrose Arch. I'm actually hosting the event. Oh, great! So awesome. they, they asked me a couple of days ago if I could, uh, I don't know, lend my voice and MC. So you're and quite a like, good MC. Oh, hope you, know, you got what it takes. Yeah, you know, we are like the judging panel. And ladies right and here. gentlemen, put your hands together for Rubber Duck. <laughs> And, and then a the carrot's going to walk out. Yeah. <laughs> and a carrot will walk out. Will you bring the carrot with? Um, I'm not too sure. Maybe you'll get Will you bring time. the carrot outfit with? No. <laughs> I don't think she'll ever wear that ever again in her life. I think perhaps maybe um, one of the ducks should wear it. I think yeah. maybe turn it around a little bit. Yeah. I think a meal would pump it. Mm. <laughs> totally. She would be like more like a beetroot <laughs> carrot. Curried carrot. <laughs> it's absolutely An albino ridiculous. carrot. <laughs> The the Twitter blanket drive to get more information. I think it's pretty simple because the it's all about social media yeah. and that's where it lives. Um, if you have to search the hashtag TBD2015, all the information is flying around there. There's a couple of different Twitter blanket drive. Um, There's an official one which is at, at TBD Africa. That's the official Twitter uh, blanket drive Twitter handle. But you know everybody's using the hashtag so. It's, it's that simple. Yeah. Um, the Cliff Central crew, if, if any of our listeners are keen in getting in touch and you can't get to Melrose Arch next week, we are collecting the blankets here at Cliff Central as well. So we'll be bringing a whole bunch through, um, from Cliff Central and from our listeners so that we can all mm. partake mm. in this. And every single Protea Hotel has got a, a drop off station. So if you go to the Protea Hotel in Menlin or Joburg or Cape Town, there's a big basket there where you can put your, and the great news is if you take, if you take a blanket to one of the Proteo hotels, you get a free milkshake. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Are we, are and we, they've got 36 or 37 different milkshakes, and some of them have alcohol in I know. I was going to say, like are we really talking? Awesome. Hey, hey. And there is now officially a rubber duck milkshake. There you what? go. What? Yeah. That's amazing. I think it's a red velvet one. That's incredible. But, yeah, but I think Isn't it also a hamburger? There's a hamburger as well. I think, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's quite a nice thing. It's <laughs> uh, wild. Yeah, I just think, yeah, but I think if you come through, I think it's going to be absolutely wild. I mean, come through. Don't, don't just drop your blanket off. Drop your blanket off as entrance into a really cool yeah. party and have a good time with everyone there. You know, have some fun. There's going to be awesome acts. I mean, what more can you have? Exactly. On Friday night. And exactly. you can have a great MC. <laughs> <laughs> Put me on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's it. So it's the Twitter blanket drive. It's actually happening next week Thursday. Next week Thursday. That's next yeah. week. Sorry, Thursday. my but, bad. You know, Thursdays, Fridays. You are yeah. in studio. You're quite yeah. stressed out. Releasing a new my album. My week's so so it's a little bit crazy. It's, it's next ne- week Thursday. Next week Thursday, all around the country. If you want more information, I'm going to post all the links onto my Twitter, which is Brent Q. We'll also put it up on CliffCentral.com. You can visit all the fire nices to get info. And if you want to follow these very talented musicians, um, Shauna, what are our links? Uh, we're at Motherland SA. On all platforms. Um, yeah, on Twitter at Motherland SA and on Facebook Motherland Band. Amazing. And you guys? We are just Rubber Duck Music. It is Duck without the case. It's Rubber D-U-C, Rubber Duck. Rubber, rubber duck, duck Music on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and no longer MySpace. <clears throat> <laughs> are you going to be giving away hats at the, the Thursday? We're going to we gonna do, um, we're going to obviously, we're going to donate a portion of the sales towards the Twitter Blanket Drive and towards the charities. Amazeballs. Um, yeah. So. so come next week Thursday, you're going to get some good music. We're going to get milkshakes. There's going to be an amazing MC there. And uh, we're going to have <laughs> a great least, time. And at least you've also got three cities to choose from. So you can either go, if you can't make Jobu, you can go yeah. to Pretoria. If you can't make Pretoria, you can go to Cape Town. If you, so if you, that's if you in Durban, you can go to one of them somehow <laughs> <laughs> on a train. Imagine rocking up at a Proteo hotel in Durban. They're like, uh, we're here for the music and there's no music. So yeah. They, they, they can end up going where we where we started this conversation off. They can go and get a bunny chow. Chinese rotis. And that is how you close the conversation. It's been amazing having you guys in studio. I'll see you guys all on Thursday. Uh, yeah. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. The good stuff. Catch Irwin's Animal Rescue in the south of Johannesburg is a no-kill shelter that received a notice at the beginning of the year that they have to close their doors due to noise complaints from neighbouring farms. It's been amazing to see all the shelters around Joburg involved to assist these guys. They only have until the 31st of May to find all the dogs' homes. They started the year out with 400 pups and have already found homes for 162 of them. But there are still 238 little dogs in need of homes. So please get in touch and assist them. They only have till the end of May. You can find them on Facebook at Irwin's Animal Rescue Center. It has been nearly 23 intensely tough, unimaginable weeks since Jenna Lowe had her double lung transplant on the 10th of December. To say she has had more challenges than most patients post-transplant would be the understatement of the year. Just this week, Jen underwent yet another surgery, this time gastric, due to post-transplant complications. She's currently recovering in ICU. The family have been at her bedside continuously for five months, giving her the emotional support and continuity that she needs to fight this ridiculously tough battle. Jenna still continues to amaze everyone, even the entire transplant team with her inner strength, grace and will to survive. Jenna's family is super thankful for the exceptional love, support and kindness of the entire community. 
Please continue to hold Jen and the family in your thoughts and prayers and continue sending all those messages of support and love. Rack 15 is back. We're doing it all again, only this time for a full 30 days. June will be the month of kindness and for the full 30 days, I'll be changing one thing every day. From being a car guard to feeding the homeless and even finding jobs for those that might be struggling, I'll be committed to helping out and sharing kindness. How do we change the world? One random act of kindness at a time. This month is Cliff Central's birthday month and we'll be celebrating a year of uncensored, unscripted, unradio with Savannah Premium Cider. Join myself, Gareth Cliff and the rest of the Cliff Central crew at Movida in Sunninghill on Friday the 29th of May from 9pm until late for our first birthday party. Visit cliffcentral.com for more info or email info at movida.co.za for all your pre-bookings. It's our party and we'll drive if we want to. You can follow these and more stories on my Facebook, Twitter and WordPress. Just search for Brent Lindekew. And that's the Cliff Central catch-up for this week. Um, Irwin's is a big one. You guys need to get down to the animal shelter. It's in the south of Johannesburg. They've only got a couple of days to house um, a lot of the, the dogs that they still have. And, and if they don't, uh, it's going to have dire consequences. So if you're looking for a new pup, if you're looking for someone to, to join the family, then get down to Irwin's Animal Shelter in Walkerville in the south of Johannesburg. Um, every week I have a segment that's called Change One Thing. It's where I do one thing, uh, or I let you know one thing that you could do to change something and hopefully change everything in a nutshell. Today's show has been about being safe while out and about. We've spoken about getting drink spiked. Um, there's a couple of, couple of companies out there that are assisting in, in, in sort of not getting your drink spiked. There's also the great Uber who, who gives us lifts and, and rides home safely. But I think um, for yourself, be responsible Watch your drinks, watch your friends, and don't drink and drive. Uh, it, it's not going to end nicely for anybody. The stats on uh, sort of road deaths in this country are bad enough as they are. So, so catch the transport that's out there. Um, that's why it's out there for that reason. You've tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central, and we've spent the whole show chatting about the good stuff. I've brought you the good news stories for all of the uh, the sort of long stories. I'm going to put them all up on Twitter and on Facebook, and you can get in touch and. Uh, Really know what's going on in the world. We need to stay motivated. We need to inspire others. We're in this together. And the only way we're going to get through this is together. Always remember your smile is your logo. Your personality is your business card. And how you leave others feeling after having an experience with you becomes your trademark. That's the good stuff for this week. The buzz is up next with Jen, Sue, and Jason. Uh, they're going to keep you entertained and bring you all of the entertainment good news stories. Don't forget about the Poltergeist next week, Twitter Blanket Drive, and of course our first birthday. For any other stories on the good stuff or if you want to catch up with the old podcasts you can get to iTunes or cliffcentral.com. Thanks guys it's been amazing and only good things. cliffcentral.com